All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I hate to break the fishing news after Ram Chuck, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 208 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Rumchuk, joined by Bagged Milk, Jay Wanye, the usual cast of characters here today. We're going to be joined in about 20 minutes by a new character as well. He's someone who's going to fit in very nicely with the Real Life Podcast. He is the new is his title video videographer, head of video content, chief video hype content beast. creator. He's our hype beast, our internal hype beast. Josh Park. Josh Park will join us in about uh, 20 minutes time, eh, 15 minutes time, somewhere in that range there. We're going to chat about his role with Oilers Nation, talk some hockey, talk some big brother with him. But before we get into that, uh, it's been, whew, well, I mean, I don't think I'm out of line calling it a historic 24 hours, not just in society, but in the sporting world especially. Um, it was pretty much 25 hours ago to the, or 24 hours ago to the minute here that the Milwaukee Bucks decided they would not be taking the floor for game five of their series against the Orlando Magic. Orlando was on the court warming up. Milwaukee refused to leave their dressing room in a boycott. Um, and I mean, it's something, it's, it's been a storyline for a few months here, but things with NBA players deciding to take a stand and, uh, it led to the postponement of all the NBA games yesterday. A handful of Major League Baseball games, 
postponed as well. Naomi Osaka, one of the best female tennis players in the world, withdrawing herself from the Western and Southern Open as well. Um, Just a ton of sort of protests, boycotts, whatever word you want to use for it yesterday in the world of sports. Hockey went on yesterday. Hockey did not go on today. Uh, We're basically just finding out as we record the podcast that the games are going to be postponed tonight. Sounds like the schedule is going to be pushed back one as the NHL sort of gets up to speed with the rest of the sporting world and shows some solidarity with the NBA and other professional athletes. It sound like, sounds like a bunch of baseball games are going to be canceled tonight as well. Um, I know there are people who are going to be like, oh, fuck, don't make, this, don't make this podcast political. And why do we have to get into this? Sports is going to be an escape. Um, and I'll just kind of open up the floor here to whoever wants to answer. And just by saying, I think this is one of those moments everyone needs to recognize as a societal issue, not a political issue, and something that's definitely bigger than sports. Uh a hundred percent agree. Very well said. Uh, thank you. I don't know what else, how, how other other way to uh, articulate it. And yes, absolutely. Uh, this is why you're in charge of the podcast, even though you hate it, you're in charge because that was very well done. Yeah, I, I I think it's you know a conversation that everyone should be having at this point, and sometimes the narratives of these conversations get a little bit skewed by. Again, I, I don't want to make it political, but, you know, an extreme on one side or an extreme on the other side can can sort of confuse things, and it's not good for anyone. But I think there's always room to have open, balanced discussions about everything, and this is certainly one of those topics where everyone should be looking to have open, balanced discussions about it. And the one thing I'll say out of this, as much as, you know, you, you want to look at the NHL and the postponement of their games tonight, both the players and the league, you know, deciding that was right, there are some people on Twitter who are saying, you know, it's it's a day late and a dollar short sort of thing. It's, you know, yesterday when everyone in the moment was taking a stand and showing solidarity, the NHL decided to play on. I, I don't even think there was like a moment or anything before the late game between Colorado and Dallas where they even recognized it. So uh, the, you even had, uh, you had yesterday on Sportsnet, Kelly Rudy comes out and says, you know, it doesn't feel like they should be talking about hockey right now, and he didn't like that the games were going on, which is an incredible thing for him to sort of stand up and say in a sport like hockey on the rights provider for NHL games. Um, But it's like when these big sort of moments happen, and maybe I'll get your take on this bag and milk, as much as sports is supposed to be a distraction, sometimes it's not good to have distractions. I think that... uh... What I think, honestly, is I really, really appreciated the NBA players using their platform to do what they did. Um, I think that it's important for them to move the conversation forward. And I think that withdrawing from playing playoff games certainly got a conversation going. And I think that, like you said, Tyler, I think that this is something that um, needs to be discussed and not just overlooked. And Sports can be a great unifier, and I hope that this moment is kind of doing that as well in the sense that it's creating a lot of attention. And um, really, that's what's important. So I think the NBA players did a great, great job yesterday. Uh, WNBA looks like the NHL is going to do the same today, and it also is looking like, according to Chris Johnston, that they may not play tomorrow as well. So I think that players are using their platform and making it – uh, apparent that they want societal change and attention on the issue, and I applaud them for it. Well, and it's important now, like, <laughs> by no means is nothing solved, but yeah. 
we're done sweeping shit like horrific stuff like this under the rug and just moving on and drawing attention to this to allow people to consume, understand uh, more about the severity of, of, of what's happening in society. Uh, and like I said, we say the word conversation a lot, but it, it, it needs to be said because it needs to be talked about. And I think, you know, I think the NHL players, like you saw yesterday, the players kind of revolting uh, on social media that, that hockey was being played. But then the players got together as their own community and stands. And you hear about how hundreds of players had calls with Evander Kane and Matt Dumba. These are all great steps. Uh, and the fact that they all came together in solidarity and don't want to uh, play because of these conversations. These are, this is, these are the right things to do. And it's good to see. Um, by no means it's a solution to anything, but at least we're drawing attention, all the attention right now to the right things in the sense of it's a shitty situation, but we need to be focused on it because that's the only way to repair what's going on. Yeah, and I, I like how you said, you know, no more sweeping shit under the rug, right? And what the NBA does when they sit out like that is on every sports station, TV, radio, whatever it was, there was no... You couldn't talk about LeBron's triple-double and the fact they eliminated the Blazers last night. You couldn't talk about that because it didn't happen. The conversation, and the NBA players did this themselves, the conversation was forced on these issues. Like, this was what you could talk about. If you planned on talking about sports, throw it up in a ball, throw it out. Because there was really, and the NBA players forced the hand is sort of what I'm saying here. Um, it, there's been a, a lot of big positives over the last four months. I want to say by no means is it close to where society needs to be. Uh, but the last area I kind of wanted to touch on here, and this is via Rick Westhead on Twitter. He works for TSN.ca. He's an investigative reporter. Uh, the Hockey Diversity Alliance, which is something that formed over the last few months here, involves a mix of both current and former players of color, former NHLers, I should say. And uh, this was sort of his thread on what the Hockey Diversity Alliance wants from the NHL. First off, the big step was that, or not a big step, the first step was that the NHL recognizes them and has agreed to sort of let them in the room to have their say. But the HDA has made several requests of the NHL, and I'm just going to throw out a few of them right now. The first is that they push team owners to offer NHL rinks to be used as polling stations in the U.S. elections. That's a big issue south of the border. Um, they also Holy want... shit. Are you serious? Yeah, that was sort of their first big one. And that's something LeBron James wow. has been great on as well. LeBron started a whole new organization to make it easier for underprivileged or people of color to vote in the U.S. elections, and that's first and foremost in the HDA's request. Well done. Mm -hmm. um, and, and especially, like, th there's a bunch of other stuff, but for that one to be sort of the first that jumps off the page at you, I, I think I agree. Very well done. Uh, they also want the NHL to have sort of concrete plans to commit to hiring minorities and have at least 10% of NHL procurement expenditure by 2021 be, you know, black suppliers is the word they used. Uh, the HDA wants the NHL to be transparent about their policies, targets, commitments, and all of that kind of thing. They want the NHL to commit $100 million over 10 years to battle systematic racism. They want that going towards not just social justice initiatives and anti-racism education, but also youth scholarships, training for coaches, and grassroots programs in areas where there probably isn't hockey grassroots programs. So something that can both go towards you know ending racism, but also towards growing hockey in a positive direction. Uh, the NHL yet to sign the pledge, unclear if or when they will. Uh, a couple other things from the HDA. They wanted the NHL to run PSAs during the playoffs. NHL has yet to agree to that. And they also want next season, 
there to be blackout warm-up jerseys. Basically, I'm looking at a couple of pictures right now, and I'll retweet them from the real-life Twitter account right now uh, if you want to go take a look. Basically, all black versions of the jerseys that could be sold and auctioned off after to go to a good cause. So over the last three, four months, like we're not close yet to where it needs to be, but some positive steps. And I just wanted to give some props to the Hockey Diversity Alliance for coming up with a lot of different ways to help this. And in general, a lot of things that will not only make society better, but I think of those things I listed off, I think we can all agree a lot of that will just make hockey in general better. Yeah, I mean, the more people that play hockey, that watch hockey, the growth of the game is important. I, I love what they're doing. I think the voting thing is incredible. And I'm actually I'm looking at the picture of those jerseys, and I think those are those are look really cool as well. So I'd say I, I, there's, that's a great list to start. Hopefully the NHL follows through because I think those are some great ideas. I love the idea of using the arenas as a voting station. That's so smart. These places are engineered to move mass amounts of people through in a controlled fashion. If you were to open up like the concourse of an arena for voting, it would be insane. Yeah, hundred well, yeah, percent. I mean, it's it's exactly like you said. It's these buildings are built to have that many people in and out of them, so it it makes perfect sense. It's like it's a perfect fit. That it's almost one of those ideas that why didn't it happen always? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and for me, you look at this and you look at the HDA putting this forward. For me, it's almost a bit of a put-your-money-where-your-mouth-is moment for the NHL. Uh, yeah, anyways, sure. I, I appreciate you guys uh, having this conversation with me. I appreciate all the listeners as well. Um, it's something we really wanted to start the podcast talking about. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy we spent sort of the first 12, 13 minutes of the pod talking about that. Um, I should give some love to Japa Machinery as well because this podcast, as always, is brought to you by Jappa. It is your spot. If you need 815s, packers, asphalt rollers, excavators, and more, all available, they are all cleaned, sanitized, serviced by Jappa's fantastic team of heavy-duty mechanics. You can visit them, jappamachinery.com, or my favorite part, give them a call, 780-962-5272. Sometimes I just call and let them know how my day is going. <laughs> Jappa Machinery. Um, and now... Uh, I guess I'll, I'll do some hosting and producing at the same time here as we bring in our, uh, our good friend Josh Park, new friend of the podcast, I suppose, new, uh, new member of the nation. There you go. There's the ad person, a FaceTime button. If you don't know who Josh Park is, but you've seen some of the incredible videos that have been going out on the nation's social media over the last little while, that's Josh. Ah, and that is Josh joining us on Real Life right now. Josh, how's it going? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Thanks a lot for having me on. I am so excited to be here. Wow, I'm excited yeah. now. <laughs> we're doing I'm a excited. thing today. We're doing a thing today, Josh. Where we're having awkward pauses after everyone's talking, so don't feel awkward. It's just how it's, we're doing it today. It's it's the super respect podcast. Uh, I think normally we're just dying to interrupt the other and just infiltrate in your nine voices at once. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you yeah. don't want you don't want to step on any toes. It's just good good podcasting, right? Well, your Amtrak Amtrak is like exceptionally well spoken today, so we don't want to interrupt that either. You just well, your Amtrak's always—he's always well spoken. Yeah, now you're just buttering me up because I'm the host. I, you said good—that's <laughs> just good podcasting, Josh. That is—you know the podcast. You know that's absolutely not what we do here. Um, but you know who has been doing good work? It's you because those videos you were putting out for the nation, especially during the playoff run, they were incredible. You're also doing stuff with Oodle Noodle that all looks really good. Uh, just for the people who are listening to this podcast, who are like. Hmm, I wonder what this Josh guy is going to be doing at Oilers Nation. Sort of explain your role a bit. 
Well, first of all, thanks a lot, Tyler. I appreciate that a lot, buddy. So far during my time with the nation and with Oodle Noodle, I've had, I've had so much fun. You guys are allowing me to kind of take on my creative freedom and, and approach the, the videos kind of the way that I have a vision for them. But kind of what I'm doing right now is, is I, I essentially am the new video guy. So whether it's with the nation, I do some stuff with Oodle Noodle as well. I know you guys have mentioned that a few times on the podcast. Um, some of those embarrassing videos we have at Jay, I've been, I've been behind the camera and behind the edits on those ones. But uh, yeah, what I've been doing is just making the videos. I did the, uh, obviously kind of the biggest video I've done so far with that playoff video. The, the reception we got for that one was amazing. Um, I can't thank everyone enough for the kind words that they gave me after that one. It was a, it was a fun project to work on. It was a long one, but I was really happy with the way it turned out. But yeah, essentially just, just the new video guy, the new content guy for Oilers Nation. So no, I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, those the were respectful silence. Look at how that was. Nobody interrupted you. We're all about <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks guys. <laughs> well, I have a list of like eight topics I want to touch on, but I always want to, you know, leave it open in case anyone else wants to jump through. Uh take us through like your your career a little bit so far, I guess. I mean, I know that you went to Nate, you took the TV program there and I like for people who don't know, basically that program at Nate is pretty much centered around building you into a newscaster, right? Like they teach you the basics a video and all that, but a lot of it is centered around news journalism. When did you kind of feel like you wanted your career to maybe not be about news and journalism, but more in the video production side of things and all of that? Oh, well, Tyler, you really nailed it on the head there. When you go to Nate and you take that television broadcasting program, like I can't, I can't have enough good words for that program. It was an amazing, an amazing time I had there. Uh, they, they set you up for success and they really do teach you a lot, but you nailed it when you said that it's kind of a news focused program. So, essentially what they set you up for is success in, in being a television broadcaster. So whether it's on camera, which is kind of my goal, ultimately, hopefully one day still, but that was my, definitely my goal. Ultimately when I did go to Nate is I wanted to be an on-air guy. And um, so, so I took that program and really didn't do a whole ton of creative editing, creative video kind of stuff. I know that they dive into that a little bit more on the radio side, the one that, I know Tyler, you took radio, but I was on the, I was on the TV side and, and not a whole ton of, I would say creative type of production on the, on the television side at Nate. So I didn't really essentially gain a passion for that until I graduated from Nate. So I went to, I went to Lloyd Minster, I guess it would be last summer now. And I did my, my practicum there, which you have to do, of course, being a Nate student. So I went there and did my practicum. I was a news television broadcaster for three and a half months. And it's not that I didn't enjoy my time there. I just realized that I news is a little bit too serious for me as you boys know out of anyone in the world I, I like to joke around and I like to have fun and I like to produce more kind of like just dumb content that people like to take in rather than news so I uh I kind of started having a passion for that so I ended up buying my own camera and started doing some video work on the side and then got in contact with uh with Wanye and, and Jay and we started talking about doing some video stuff and then I did some videos for Oodle Noodle and then Jay and I met earlier in the summer and started talking, and then here we are now. Couldn't be happier. So, yeah. Isn't that a great story? That was a, what great, a great story. story. I like the part story. where he went to Lethbridge. No, it was Lloyd Minster. Lloyd Minster. I think that it's a story. Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, no. I it's the polite podcast, Wani. Please, you go with your All question. right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I had the good fortune of talking to Josh last week. Was it Josh? Yeah. Yeah, it was last week, last Friday. And we were talking about like the benefits of if you want to do something, just start doing it for free. Right? Oh yeah. So you're totally. like, I want to make video, so I'm just going to get a camera, teach myself how to do this shit, and do it all myself. Right. Yep. 
And I think a lot of times in the world, a lot of us are looking for like, what's my entry point into doing what I want to do? And there is absolutely nothing preventing you from volunteering to do the job you want ultimately today for free. Ever. Yep, totally. And like right. even one, yeah, we talked about that a few times as well during our meeting is that like, I told you when I first bought my camera and like when I first wanted to start getting into video stuff, I had like no experience because at Nate, like I mentioned, we didn't really do any of that kind of stuff, you know, creative, like creating short form content that news or not even news, but just like small businesses can use on their social media platforms. And we For didn't sure. do a whole ton of that. So. Up like four different accounts I run. And I was yeah, like, literally. Is this go we, better? My we, star. We, talk, we talked about that. I ended up DMing you four separate times on four <laughs> separate accounts because I seriously, I think I sent out like a thousand DMs in a matter of a week just being like, hey, do you want, do you want me to make a video for you? I think and first of all, I'm half of the Instagram accounts of Edmonton. It's mostly just me talking to myself in an infinite echo chamber. But that's a really awesome starting point for you. Is like, did you really DM a thousand? Yeah. Did, was that actually like no. step one? Was it just like DMing a bunch of people? Oh, no. No, that was definitely an over-exaggeration. But, but how many I, you, how many I purposely is welcomed on the real life podcast. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I exaggerate so much. You'll like learn, when I say I've had I, sex with two different people. <laughs> Such a high <laughs> estimate. I think I, I probably DM'd like, I'd say in a matter of like five days, I probably DM'd like around a hundred small businesses in Edmonton, just like, Hey, can I make you a video? And I got, I think every single response I got was from Wanye. That's it. So thanks Wanye. I was, hey, I responded to you. We start with a noodle. Oh yeah, that's right. Jay, Jay responded Jay, to me as well. Sorry, But that's an I, interesting example, right? Because like back in the day, I can remember when I graduated from university, right? I got my little car. And I had my little fucking folder full of resumes and I drove around town to like, in my mind, look at business. And I would drive through like industrial areas. I'd look at all these companies like AMB Valve Co. And I like wanted to go barf in the, in the trees because I literally had no idea what anybody did. Right. And yeah. then I like kind of looked at downtown like a caveman looks at fire. And I was like, one day I will work in a building downtown. But like I had no, it like, way of an entry point right and so i didn't know people who in my estimation were doing things that i wanted to do so as a result jay and i i convinced jay thank god so i was like what if we did all this different shit and he was like well i don't know how would we do it and i was like i have absolutely no idea much like when you were like i'm just gonna start learning how to make video content and cranking it out and there's nothing preventing you from deciding tomorrow morning like oh if i really want to do social media management I'm going to DM every single business I can in Edmonton offering to do their social media management. If you send it out to 500 people and one says yes, you're on your way. Oh, totally. And I remember even like when I first started up my little business, like I created business cards and I went around and like I drove around downtown and just dropped off business cards at a bunch of different businesses. And I think people honestly thought I was psychotic. They were like, what are you doing? Like I was walking into like, I remember I don't even vape and I walked into a vape shop and I was like, hey, can I make you guys a video? And they were like, whoa, bro, do you even vape? And you were like, like, no, bro. They're like, can, I, can we see your rig? We want to rate what kind of person you are. And I was like, ah, I don't vape, sorry. So. <laughs> One time I got this job interview where uh, it was for an AJHL team, right? Do you remember, Jay, when you drove into my job interview? Yeah. In the AJHL? What team was that? It was the Crusaders. The Crusaders. Cool. And what year was that? I don't remember my own life. That was like 1947. 2000. Yeah, exactly. A long time ago, before we'd done anything, right? And I went into the meeting with the hockey, mar- it was for the marketing guy. And I literally wrote this dude like a 20-page letter about how they should run their marketing for their team. 
And I, I was like, Jay, can you take me to my job interview? He's like, yeah. And I like wore a suit, which for me, like I wouldn't wear a suit now for all the tea in China, but I really wanted to like be in the industry and be involved. Right. And on the front of my resume, the guy would written bullshitter on it. And I was like, what in the fuck? And so I asked him in my interview, I'm like, why did you write bullshitter on my sheet? And he's like, what? He's like, you shouldn't be looking at this because I could like read it upside down. And I'm like, well, why would you fucking write bullshit around my thing? And I like got into an argument with the guy. They're so like, ah, oh, you're not wrong. And he's like, well, why would you write this whole thing? Like, why would you just tell me all your all these ideas? Like, what's the point of that? And I was like, because I think this is what you should do with your team. Like, this is what you should do. Look at all my ideas. Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, do them. And I remember leaving, and Jay's like, how'd that go? And I was like, oh, not well at all. <laughs> like, I got into an argument with the guy. <laughs> But now, I feel like in 2020, you can take your own ideas, like you are, Josh, with videos, and you can just start doing them yourself. And you don't need anyone's permission to do shit. You can make videos that are better than the ones on the scoreboard at the arena now in your basement, and you do. And that's crazy. I appreciate that. That's like a wild thing. Like, when I saw the Nation video that you did, I was like, oh my god, this is better than the scoreboard. Yeah, I was just going to... I was just going to say, like, the, the high video you made for the playoffs, dude, was just ridiculous. Like, the amount of just love it got and the attention it got. I, I remember I was texting you that night after we posted it everywhere, and just the views on it were going bananas, and everybody was so pumped. It was just like, it was it was honestly like leveling up an area of, the, of our social game that was just like, it was really incredible to watch, to be honest. You, you should have saw the extent that he, that he went to. This is, this is the Josh Park, like, appreciation party let's be honest but uh-huh. it's true uh when we when we shot that hype video when i say we i mean josh and he asked me to drive the truck across the bridge to get the nation truck uh and it the extent and like the things he was doing to pull that shot off was hilarious he's hanging up we we convinced the uh the waitress at campio to drive his car and then he hung out the back of his his car dangling the camera well, we were slowing down all this traffic <laughs> behind us. Like a young uh, Spielberg. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was unreal. I'm like, cool. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and, 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 like, like, I felt like I was a part of something, but like, I could tell that this, this, this guy's got a passion for it. And uh, it's, uh, we're seeing it in the output because it's like our Oodle Noodle charity videos are like night and day. Like, we just, we started it just like because we wanted to start this, and we were just recording it on an iPhone. So that's all we had, uh, and it was just important to get the message out. But now that uh, Josh on board, like these videos, like tell a story. Like that last one you just did for last Black Connection, Al. Like the music choice and just everything. I was like, holy shit! Like I felt like I was a part of something watching that. It's also, also hilarious. I feel myself yeah, laughing. It was also hilarious, and it also gave excellent meme opportunities. Which dog yeah. is barking? Yes. Ah, hot dog. You guys, you guys are too kind. I appreciate that a lot. But no, but I like even going back to like when we shot that that video across the bridge today. Like I remember that night. Like I knew. Like I needed that shot, and that was like, cause that was it. That's what made the video was that shot going across the bridge of the nation truck, and like the pressure on that. Cause like at that time I was still pretty new. Like I was only like maybe two, two and a half weeks into being with the nation, and like that was my biggest project yet. So. No, but like the response we got back from that video is just, it was a humbling experience. And even, I think I mentioned this to you, Jay, like with the opportunities that I've had with my other role with, with OEG, with doing the hosting, the, I've had the chance to host no other game before and like done a couple of those things. And 
I think that the experience I've had with that that hype video and like just the response I've get, like that's probably the biggest moment and like my my young media career so far. So yeah, you, that was you, awesome. You mentioned getting a chance to host an Oilers game. How sick was that to be like the guy on the jumbotron? Oh man, it was that was that was one of the craziest days of my life. I remember. So I was I was nineteen at the time. I was in my first semester at Nate. And we essentially, at Nate, that day, actually, the way it kind of worked out is we were learning about how to control your breathing before you go on camera um, to, like, control your nerves. So at that time, I had only hosted, like, maybe five or six Oil Kings games. And then what happened was because of, like, a bunch of different circumstances and, and Ryan Jesperson at the time being in, in Mexico, I think he was, that they needed someone to host the Oilers game that night. So I was on the events team at the time. And, and I remember my boss calling me and being like, hey, you're working like tonight, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I am. And I expected to be like putting programs on like the stands and like help them blow up the inflatable balls for the intermission games. And that's what I was expecting to do that night. And she was like, hey, can you bring your suit? And I'm like, yeah, why do I have to bring my suit? And at this time, I'm literally sitting in the cafeteria, Nate, eating chicken fingers with my buddy Evan Kenny. And, and she's like, you might have to host the game tonight. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, it's a Thursday night. January Battle of Alberta against the Flames. I'm like, there's, there's no way they're going to let me do this. And then circumstances ended up happening. And January 26th, I got to host my first Oilers game. And yeah, that was a, that was a wild experience. The nerves that night were real, but the, the feeling, the satisfying feeling after I was done, my, my final hit on the screen was that was an experience I'll never forget for sure. Like once in a lifetime. So yeah, that was cool. It's like lowering you very quickly into the shark tank of Oilers fans. I remember sitting in the stands and you popping up on the screen and I was like, now who the hell is this? Who the Literally. hell? Who in the fuck does this guy think he is? And then you started <laughs> talking and I was like, oh, New Jefferson. And then well, that's how fast your brain like decides who someone is, right? Well, Did you get to do a t-shirt to... toss? Oh yeah, I've done Yeah, that. fuck well, yeah. You I... did a great t-shirt toss. I remember it. I think I've hosted, like I think I've hosted four or five Oilers games now Unbelievable. Um, over the last two years. But I remember at the time, like the first time I did it, like no one knew who I was. Cause even, even now I would say maybe, maybe like three or four people know who I am. But mm-hmm. at the time I had been hosting Oil Kings games for only like a couple months. And, and I remember the game that I got to do walking down the hallway and these like crazy people coming up to me and being like, Oh, where's Ryan? You suck. And I'm like, it was so bad. And I remember walking with my boss and she was like, it's okay. Don't worry. People just love Ryan. But no, it was, it was a great time. I got a lot of great feedback that <laughs> night as well. So yeah, that it's was crazy. It's crazy to me that like Jefferson is like an institution. He's on the radio for hours every day. Right. Yeah. And then like he goes on vacation and then it's like you, you step in. You're like, I am also Jefferson. Are you on the radio <laughs> for hours every day? No, <laughs> no. I'm I was making not- all the videos I want for free because no one will pay me. I was no, I wasn't even doing that at the time. I was literally, I was 19 and I was a first year or I was a first semester student at Nate. That's the point that I was at. And it's crazy yeah. when random shit in like life, in life happens like that. Right. Yeah. It was a, that was a crazy experience, but I'll, I'll never forget that. For but you sure. did a good job. Like you look and have the, the, like the behavior and like the ability to speak like your M check. Like you guys are, if you elect to be media guys, is that what you want to be like? Yeah. And yeah. the anchor desk, is that what you want to be? I'm striving to be your M-Chuck. That's what I'm trying to get to. Don't, one day. it's not but, uh, rem check. Look at that, your M-Chuck. There's always someone younger, isn't there? <laughs> That's I'm the best part. Your M-Chuck now. Better, younger, and younger. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't really know what I want to do. Like, I've always told people that my dream would be, like, I would love to one day be a sideline reporter in the NBA and get to, like, be courtside and step out and interview LeBron and, like, do stuff like that and, like, really be in, like, 
like the center of the action. But I don't know. You know, people people change over time. Like if you would have even told me eighteen months ago that this is what I'd be doing now, I would have been like so excited. But I would have probably been like, no, I'm going to be working for like a a small news channel in like Prince George, British Columbia. But now, if you told me I wanted to do that, I'd be like. No, like that sounds horrible. <laughs> no, man, the magic of the life we live now is you don't have to drive around with a folder of resumes anymore. You can make a better video, not really even knowing what you're doing, than is on the scoreboard, and somehow you can magically will your way onto the scoreboard too. Don't jo- get a normal yeah. job. Josh, I, no. I like how you talked about it. You're like, oh, I'll pr- I'd probably be on like a small station in Prince George. As much as I love the program at Nate, they do so much to like imprint it in your brain that you need to go work in a small town for half your life. And then maybe you can have a chance to work in the big city. It's hilarious. Like going through the radio, they're like, get ready. You're going to spend eight years of your life in Grand Prairie. And like 18 year old me is like, fuck, that's not going to be a lot of fun. But like, come on. Oh, hundred percent. Like literally the first, like I would say the first two months that you spend in that program, literally they don't even teach you classes. They just sit you down every day and tell you that for the first seven years of your career, you're going to be like, scraping mcdonald's hamburgers while also <laughs> working at like a small station news channel in prince george or lloyd minster or something when in actuality like that probably isn't gonna happen it could happen yeah. but if you just put your head down but yeah no i agree tyler it's pretty as uh, somebody who spent a lot of time in prince george as a as a young man in the summers it is uh, it's a shithole so i'm glad you didn't have to go there <laughs> <laughs> it's a shithole. no uh, appreciate wow. your candor well wow. the second uh, ad for the show today is brought to you by the prince george tourism council well let's <laughs> be honest here bagmouth did you go to nate i can't remember i did yes i went to nate your own checker went to nate mm-hmm. josh went to nate one you didn't go to nate and that's okay but four-fifths of real life at the moment went hey, to you nate. know what this should you be title sponsored Nate, wow. brought to you by Nate. Agreed. Can you make it happen? I, I would think so. This would be like Nate Radio and Television, the other path, the other way you can go. Yeah, you don't have to be mainstream. What's Nate's slogan again? Like empowering the future or something like that? Yeah. Don't Go know. Ooks? Go. Yeah, go Ooks, I think. Go <laughs> Ooks. Yeah. You I'm, must buy food at the nest if you want beer. Uh, oh, hey, the, yeah, Nate, the breakfast of the nest is cheap and delicious. Yes. <laughs> As someone who went through like the audio engineering side of the Nate radio program, let me tell you that the instructors in that program would probably have a heart attack if they listened to 20 minutes of this podcast. Nobody <laughs> listens to this podcast. But if you're trying to get advertising from Nate, Jay, everyone listens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Nate. We can't hide by the downloads we generated. Nate would be impressed. Absolutely. Yeah. 13 uh, Nate, per show. The business tower lounge is not actually a lounge. Oh, I love the Nate, airport. The airport next door no longer works. It's now <laughs> just an empty airport hangar. See, I'm going to take myself when I no went longer to hot. Oh, I know. <laughs> do they still do cabaret? <laughs> or is that a term that's, do what? that's gone the way of the door? Yeah, okay. So uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't have cabaret? No, what the fuck does that mean? That's I don't know. Your Ram ticket was hot in the 1930s. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Were you? We would all dress up like dandies and we would go to the cabaret. <laughs> We'd take a motor carriage down to the school. Yeah. A and uh, do what's, what's one of those dances? Like the dandy or the whatever. All right. Uh, oh, time. your Ram check. One day, one day it'll all make sense to you. Not today, but one Did day. Did you guys play on the intramural hockey team? No. Oh, there you go. No. 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 Did you, Josh? Uh, I went to a couple of like drop-in skates they would have on Fridays, but never mm-hmm. played on the intramural team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Tyler. Uh, yep. 
Tyler, you did the you did the play by play for the hockey team as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you were part of those broadcasts too when you were there. Like, I feel like everyone who has like the slightest knowledge of sports when they're in the radio and TV program ends up doing play by play for the Ooks. Yeah, I did the play by play for the hockey teams, men's and women's, for like the two semesters yeah. that I was there. Yeah. So so did I. It was. Uh, I mean, when you're a student and you want to talk about hockey, and the school comes to you, it's like, hey. Do you want $60 to watch this hockey game and do play-by-play? It's pretty what? much the sickest deal ever. Oh, I would I would take that offer right now myself. It was dynamite. It was the best yeah, job. Sick. I wrote one article for the U of A Gateway Sports where I said that there was going to be a protracted labor dispute in <laughs> 2003. Jay, I called that in 1998. And it ended up fucking us over hard in 2004 or whatever. You manifested it, man. Yeah, well, anyways, my one and only article. And then they're like, you can go to Rexall Place during preseason and sit in the media ring. And I was like, good God. And I remember going up there, probably the same suit as the earlier story, and sitting accidentally in Terry Jones's chair. And Terry Jones chased me off as though I was a looter in a riot. Don't sit in his <laughs> and that was chair. my only article. I never wrote again because I was so put off by Terry Jones. Oh, uh, the media hierarchy. Oh, that is a. It would never have occurred thing. to me to be as advanced as you and Josh are at like your young ages. I was not even remotely considering you could participate in the media. Josh, yeah, I'm- like I'm thinking about my time at Nate. I spent a lot of time. I wish I could remember the name of the bar that was down by the engineering wing, but I spent a oh, lot of time there. The Lucky Duck. Yeah, it was oh, something like duck. that. Blind, the Blind Duck. Yeah. yeah, the Blind Duck. Yeah, so that was my Nate career. Was a lot of time <laughs> skipping class and going down to the Blind Duck. So. Because that's right by the radio program, too. Um, so that was always like the radio kids bar. And I remember, I think this this might have been your first semester, Josh, because I was in semester three or whatever, or semester two. You get paired up with someone in the younger semesters to mentor them. And part of the thing was like, oh, you take them out for a drink. And the guy who ran that place was always so fucking grumpy. So it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and like 30 radio and TV kids show up to just drink at his bar for the afternoon. And he got pissed at us. And he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You need to call me if you're going to come. Like, you can't just show up with this many people. And I was like, holy fuck, are you actually this angry that we're giving your bar a bunch of business for the afternoon? And yeah, that guy was a big grump, big time grump. Well, they used to host Tyler, you know, yeah. Meet the First. They used, to, they used to host Meet the First there. And then something happened where someone like broke a sink or something. And then now they're like banned from there. Not yeah. allowed back. So the, no more. the semester before I got to Nate, it was Meet the First is like this big night where everyone in the program just goes and gets shit faced. They went to the blind duck because they would every year. It was tradition. And two people were fucking on the sink is how the story goes. Yeah, and they yeah that's exactly the it. That's yes. it. That's so, how you do it. Okay, wait, but that wasn't the last straw. So oh. <laughs> that wow, year happens. Okay. They break the sink. <laughs> well, I swear, just, if this happens one more year, you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> one more sink, you guys are done. So yeah. the guy makes uh, the next semester, which was my first semester there, he makes like this big damage deposit thing, says we can't break shit. Someone ended up spilling like two glasses of beer all over the pool table. And he was kind of like, this is your last chance, like no more. So then when we were in second semester, we went back there. And it's like 11 o'clock and two guys were arm wrestling at one of the tables. And he went oh, and turned on all the lights. I was like, everybody out. You guys are never allowed back in here again. And he straight up kicked the program out of the bar and we could never go back. I'm just wondering about the long-term strategy of banning Nate students when your bar is at Nate. When you're a college bar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. literally. Like, is it, that's your demographic. What are you doing? Uh, drunk Nate students not welcome at Nate Bar. It's, it's about <laughs> teaching life lessons, uh, the, the blind duck. <laughs> I, I didn't get into the campus bar business to deal with drunk students. 
No, ta mold them. <laughs> mold them. Oh, all right. Uh, I had a couple other topics here. Josh, I was scrolling through your Instagram and uh, some of your, not recent work, but some of the work you have up there. Um, you have a video. Like, I love how all your shit is just so, like, intense and dramatic. Like, the one about you making toast with a blowtorch. Like, that's fu- It's the <laughs> sickest video I've ever seen. Where does your, like, creatively, where do you sit there and go, what should I do today? I know what I'll do. Make a sweet video of myself making toast with a blowtorch. What kind of toast? Just regular toast. I don't even remember. I think it was like, well, first of all, thank you, Tyler. And I, I don't remember what kind of toast it was. I think I put like Nutella on it and some peanut butter and some bananas. But you know what? Wow. I, I kind of got the inspiration for that one off of YouTube from this guy that I kind of get some of my inspiration for some of those like cinematic videos that mm-hmm. I make. But I don't know. It's just about, I find that like the more dramatic it is and the more people are like, yo, what the heck? Then kind of like more interesting it is. But the blowtorch, that was actually my like original idea. I don't know why I decided to do that. but kind of the way I approached that was like, well, I want to make toast, but no one wants to just watch the toast in the toaster. So like, how else do you toast toast? So I decided to use a blowtorch. And then, yeah. Yeah. You can't put your camera in a toaster. No, it's just boring. It's like watching paint dry. You don't want to watch toast toast. So (laughs) yeah, you should, yeah, you should, um, you should flame throw paint a a wall to dry paint. That's a good idea. Yeah, sure. I'm Like, I'm always interested in, like, creative process of different areas. So, like, for you, when, you get, when you're making that f- big hype video for Oilers Nation for the playoffs, like, how do you, like, what sort of step one for you? Like, how do you kind of get, like, get the ball, snowball rolling down the hill, so to speak? So, that's a great question. What I always try to approach my videos as, and, like, I know, Wanya, you and I have talked about this a few times, or maybe we have, or maybe I have this conversation in my head. But nice. kind of... Yeah, it happens. But like what I kind of always try to approach my videos as like whenever I watch sports videos or hype videos or playoff videos, I always want to watch it and I always want to get goosebumps. Like that's my goal. Like No, 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 no. Not goosebumps. What do you call it? Goosies. Jay Jay knows goosies. You call goosebumps goosies? Yeah, goosies. That's adorable. I've never heard that. Put that on the list of things we don't like. What? I, know, I love Goosey. Why? Yeah, Jay, we talked about this. Goosey. I'm on Team Goosey. Okay, yeah. So okay. if, I'm, if I'm watching a video, I want Goosey all day long. So yeah. I try to think about like, okay, what what will I put in this moment that like someone's going to be like, ooh, Goosey's. Like in that's that what national I want. Anthem <laughs> video, in that national anthem video you did where the key switches from 2006, the pitch and the key to 2017. Yeah. Goosey's, if that's yes. how you pronounce it. Goosies. That, and that was my goal for that one as well, for the Anthem video. If no one's seen the Anthem video. But like, so yeah, Tyler, I kind of just try to approach it and think like, how do you like spice up certain shots? So like lots of slow-mos, lots of overlays. Like even at the beginning of the hype video, when I put the clock on there, like I knew that I needed something that was going to catch people's attention right off the top. Yeah. And I needed, I wanted to take like the coronavirus angle because obviously this whole year in the pandemic is, so crazy and that's kind of the approach that hold I on to what it. there's a pandemic yeah yeah it just started oh but shit does yeah. everybody know uh i they do now just, just the keep yeah, they do yeah now. just keep rolling oh, yeah, i haven't going i haven't been watching the news yeah. for a while started to derail yeah. you yeah, yeah don't let okay. them derail you no no go on go on <laughs> so so i um i wanted to take like obviously like the pandemic angle but then i was like hey how do i get people's like attention right off the top so i was like well I'll just have a countdown. And then as soon as the countdown hits, I'll 
like have everything shut down. So even like as soon as the countdown finishes, I don't know if you remember the first shot is a shot of the lights going off at Rogers place as if like the season is ending. So that clip actually was like completely reversed. And I like engineered it to make it look like that because actually in that original shot, which I ripped off of YouTube is actually of the lights turning on. So like, that's like the building opening up and turning on, but I like flipped it. So it makes it look like it's turning off. So yeah, I just kind of, that's, that's long story short and long answer short, Tyler. I always just go for the Gooseys. That's the goal. You go untried the, the Gooseys. Goosebumps never lied, Jay. Yeah, got to chase those Gooseys. I like it's that Goosey Jay. hunting season. I like that Jay has opted to do this uh, <laughs> podcast shirtless today. I appreciate that. Oh, no, Brett, no Brett Kissel today, though. I was, for, yeah, for the Gooseys. Well, Brett, Brett Kissel is always with me. Yes, hopefully people will see me tarpless and get the Gooseys. Oh, I would. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> all right well we've been uh rolling here for about 40 minutes on the real life podcast i uh, should probably let everyone know that while we're sponsored by japu we also have another sponsor and they are pretty delicious it's oodle noodle check them out 14 locations in edmonton also hit them up on instagram because that's where you can see the great videos that josh park is putting together uh jay what's the charity this week la connection now that's who it is that's who it you is. gotta watch the video yeah, they you got to watch the video. Yeah. You got to watch the video. We Good just gravy. The, we just released the second part of it. Because here's the thing. they got, These guys do so much. Like, how much content did we shoot, Josh? Like, a lot. A that lot. Was, it was a good week. Ivan Tuco, uh, who leads up, it's 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 an Afro-Latinx uh, kind of community movement. Uh, and they do a lot of things from a black-owned market to hosting dance classes in... Um, Sorry, a, um, a market that features black-owned businesses um, to hosting dance classes, soca dance classes that are like for like cultural experience, but also for exercise and just like the amount of people that come in and subscribe and attend this to just a bunch of other things from events. But it's, a, it's about connectivity and highlighting uh, the great things that are being done in that in, 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 in well, within our community uh, that uh, that Ivan works with. And he wants to his mission with uh, La Connection Al to shed more light of all the kind of cool ethnic businesses that uh, operate and tell their story in our in our community. So super cool. Check out the video. Ivan makes me dance. I also have to speak French, and I'm terrible at both. But fuck it, I do it for the right reasons. Josh, as you're filming that video, uh, what's going through your mind as you're watching Jay bust a move? Well, it was a tough watch. First of all, no offense, uh-huh. Jay, but. Um, <laughs> It was, first of all, thing I was thinking is, I don't know how I'm going to do the subtitles for this video because I definitely don't speak French. Luckily, I didn't have to. But um, it was just, it was definitely an experience watching Jay. Um, it was a tough start, but he actually finished strong. Like, we got the music going, and then Jay, Jay really, he had to buy in. And then, Jay, you did buy in. And then it, it ended up looking really good. I had to believe. Yeah, you had to believe, and you did. And then it looked great. I watched well, this six-hour Vladimir Putin documentary this week. Well, okay. It's uh, each <laughs> half was three hours. Yep. Legit. It's a real thing. It's very interesting. It was a documentary about Vladimir Putin produced by Vladimir Putin. As of course, in Putin, Putin tradition. Yeah. Balanced reporting is what I'm saying. Yeah. And they have a guy who is in charge of Putin's image in the documentary, and it's you, Josh. And he's like, the first thing you need to do. This is what he said. I was literally looking at the Oodle Noodle Instagram feed and laughing. Because they're like, you have to understand when you're creating a cult of personality, 
that the leader's interests are the interests of the country. And I'm looking at Jay riding a horse in the Oodle Noodle Instagram feed while they're showing Putin on a horse how to craft his image. And I was laughing. And then it showed you dancing, Jay, and it showed Putin dancing, too. So you're well on your way to being the Oodle Noodle dictator you've always dreamt of being. Well, don't show that, don't show that video of Putin because I don't want to be poisoned. That's like 20 years from now, you. Don't worry. For now, all you got to do is get Josh to show you fishing, hunting, and all that. Well, you're on your Jay, way. Jay, what have I told you from the beginning? Yeah, I know. Josh is, I mean, uh, Josh is adamant about uh, creating a vlog for me, and I'm nervous as fuck. A blog for you. It's called EarlyNation.com. A vlog. A vlog. A vlog. The V. Oh. Well... I played vlog on one of you and we're friends. Yeah, yeah it was on me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe ah, I couldn't believe that's a word. Thank you. All right. Um, ten percent of all in store proceeds go towards a local <laughs> charity at Oodle Noodle. That's where we were going with that whole uh, with that last four minute segment there. That's the yeah, gist of uh, it. Josh is on his way. He's recording right now on his way to my house because we're off to shoot a video for next week's uh, charity partner. So, <laughs> so uh, the content never stops. Here's what the I'm embarrassment thinking. of Jay never stopped. It surely doesn't. It's for the right reasons. Charity and Asian food. And Edmonton. And Edmonton. It's Always actually pretty impressive. All joking aside, like the amount of charities you've gone out and met with and talked to, it's very impressive. Yeah, it's been pretty cool, actually. And, and, and like that's just like the tip of the iceberg, right? Like There is so much going on here. Uh, and there's so many cool little organizations that are doing great things. And, and they do it every like, day with no credit whatsoever, right? Like they just well, go out and they make Edmonton better and they're helping people on a one-to-one basis. They deserve all the support in the world. And thankfully, we got a bit of a platform here to share that because we put it on Oodle Noodle and we also share it on Oilers Nation. So it provides more awareness to that. That was cool, that, that little bit when we did. The amount of people reaching out to me directly um, about uh, thanking us for supporting that because either... You know, they used to work for the organization or, you know, one of uh, someone in their family is, is a benefactor of it. It's just like kind of cool to see kind of and this is kind of like the momentum that this has all been building, doing all this stuff, too. So we're hearing more of that feedback. So, well, and everybody been, uh, that you go and visit, you're actually also making a substantial donation. to. Right? Yeah. You're not just yep. going out there to like shake hands and take credit for little bits. You're actually writing a check. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. And in times really, like this it's hard to come by for most organizations. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole antithesis of, uh, of doing all this stuff. And now, you know, it's, it's with, with Josh and kind of us now kind of taking a step back. It's like trying to create, you know, the, around the content side, making a little bit more entertainment uh, value. So people will actually consume it all and actually get the whole message um, about what these people do, as opposed to tuning it out sometimes maybe based on how our original videos kind of went. Um, you know, it, it, all this will go a long way and I think we'll even be able to support even more in the future. So, and Ben uh, and I, as your social media and meme department, will continue. Yeah, this is endless content for you. So, endless the, content for us. Yeah, the Jay Downton Smear campaign is, uh, is on. And Oodle Noodle's new corporate motto is if you can find an Edmonton noodle restaurant chain better documenting charities in town, we'll give you your money back. That's a hell of a guarantee. Because you won't. Because we're number one, your <laughs> M-Chuck. Number one. Okay, I've been itching to hit this next button for a while now, so this is how I want to end the podcast. Previously on Big Brother. Uh, what does everyone think? Anyone got a hot... Josh, you're a, you're a Big Brother guy, right? I do like Big Brother, yep. I do dive in. 
So what do you think? What are your thoughts on the season? Who do you like? You got some hot takes for us? Well, first of all, this season is lacking a little bit. Um, hasn't really had the spice that I've wanted so far. I feel like Big Brother's just kind of changed. It's Preach. just changed a little Preach. bit. And like just the, like the way the game is trending where everyone just kind of leads with the house and, and what the house wants. Like, And I feel like that shows up in every vote. Like, if so help me, if you don't vote with the house, you're done. Like, you're next. And I'm just sad that Jazer is gone already. One of those two is going home. That sucks. And I think Memphis is sketchy. Yeah, he's I'm hoping, that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Case, I'm still holding on to the Case and Janelle situation. That veto sucked. I thought Janelle was a comp beat. Uh, Caser was obviously in his own head and, and, and mixed everything up there, so that wasn't good. But what the, the shining light is, is Memphis is being accused for throwing the comp, even though he actually didn't mean to, which is, I think, if Janelle or Caser can pick up on that narrative, and force it home. Uh, hopefully, and this is a hail mary. Hopefully, there could be a flip there, and they just try to take Memphis out because you can't trust them. Uh, I'm really hoping for that. But last week, I was praising Danny, and I really want to push Danny. But and granted, it's all about editing and production with this stuff. But like, she went, she went from trying to like kind of lay low, and now she's playing the game too hard. I feel like well, everybody on the season. They spent so like so many of them have been on multiple times and like go on podcasts and discuss gameplay after. I feel like no one's really having like authentic interactions in the house. Everyone's just thinking about how they're being perceived at all times. Well, that's what's what happened in Memphis. That's why he's, he's coming yeah. up with bravado because he had none last time. Yeah, but it exactly. was funny. Danny and Nicole were having a conversation, and Nicole basically said like they're they're kind of having a strategy conversation. Or Danny was with Nicole. And like Nicole saying how like oh yeah I know we have to do something. She and Nicole's just like yeah well I I I sit back I don't do anything. And I'm like <laughs> that's why she's got to go. Like she won, but I don't think she deserved it. Danny's at least trying. I want like this is all stars. Like let's let's get the let's let's you know let's pull out the guns from the holsters and start taking shots. I used to I used to like Nicole F, but like the genealogy that she has this season is just too strong. <laughs> Look at this fun game you've got. The jealousy. Oh, oh, good. That's the jealousy well is insane. But then also, do you guys not get the vibe that Danny, I feel like Danny's just trying to be Tyler. Is she oh. not? Um, I just like, maybe. It's hard with All-Stars, right? Because you don't, you can't make a season of just All-Stars. You need like the train wrecks. You need the drama people. It's not just a bunch of strong players. Because everybody has to like be political. Part of the fun of it is the mess. Yeah. Well, and that's what, like, Case is saying he's going to try to flip the house upside down. And, like, I hope that's the case. But he won't because it, it, it's, I know. like Josh said, everyone's just going to be like, uh-huh. I know. There's no, yeah, there's 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 no there's no sex and violence in the sense of, like, there's no, like, what energy the hell? in this. Well, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't mean it literally. I just mean it from, like, you know, there's no drama. It's just kind of, it's just kind of, like, just moving as one kind of steady, like, boring little wavelength with no blips up up or down i think that it's i think the drama's coming last night uh i watched the episode this morning last that was episode nine of the season so Mm -hmm. i think that we're very close to these alliances blowing up people getting annoyed with their own alliances i think it's coming i think the drama's coming yeah it just you know what i was thinking back to last year's big brother and us discussing on the podcast and the first few weeks of every season, in my opinion, always suck. 
And True. I think that it's going to come. I believe that it's going to come. emotionally connected with everyone yet, too. I agree with that. Well, yeah. there's that, too. Like, there's, well, for, like, I'm a new, newer Big Brother guy. So a lot of these guys uh, and contestants I don't even know yet. So I'm looking forward to the drama coming and the but backstabbing you're never and everything. See, you're never going to see the character that made them an all-star. No, that's, that's the same. Fair. Right, like because I never they, got to see Janelle, and yeah, and, and now I get to see her, but she hasn't really done anything. Wow, and, and now Janelle, she's on now the way out. And Janelle and like Kristen, right? Like people like this, they were they were completely different people when they were in the house, and they hadn't been able to see themselves yet on TV and see how they're being perceived. And then, is it Janelle has been in the house four times? Like, yeah, this is her at fourth this time. point. It's like she's like in Ocean's 15, and she's playing the same role yet again as Han Solo or whatever, right? Like she knows her role. Okay, you guys want to know something crazy that I read on Twitter this morning? Sure. That okay, so apparently Danny was like the biggest Janelle fan before she went into Big Brother. Yeah, Danny apparently was the biggest Janelle fan, and Danny apparently when Janelle won, she actually sold the dress that she wore on finale night on eBay, and Danny bought it. No, what? yeah, yeah. And do you want to hear something else? Huh? So, so yeah. Danny, Danny bought that dress, and then Danny <laughs> wore it on her finale night. What? 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 Same yeah. dress, two finales. Same dress, two finales. That's good intel. Yeah. Wow. Read that on read that on Twitter, which means it must be true. Yeah. And that could be this is the on only Reddit as well. Thing we've said this entire podcast. I thought we. Oh wow! It legitimately Tyler, is. That's crazy. Did you just confirm that? Is that true? Yeah, I just looked it up. I'm looking at the photos right now. I'm gonna save same that. Same dress. I'm gonna save that image to post on uh, post on the socials. There you go. Same dress, but now same she hates dress. her. So. Oh, yeah, wow. she does. Never hey, meet fuck, your heroes. Like, can you imagine if an athlete <laughs> did that? Like, if Alexander Ovechkin bought Sidney Crosby's skates and then won the cup in them? That'd be cool. I'd be into it. And then announce it in the post-game interview. I'm wearing your skates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got a little drawing of shit on the side of them. Yeah, not you, yep. Arrow. All right. Um, Josh, I think we need to have you on again. Next time we have you on, though, we, we need to get into some like hardcore Oilers talk. I would love if that. There's one, if there's one thing Josh and I do on our noodle days is we talk hockey a lot. Yep. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, the next step here. But uh, we'll definitely have you on again in the future. All right, yeah, Josh. Well, that. then, right before we go, biggest need for the Oilers going forward. Yeah. Just one. Hit us up. Biggest need for the Oilers, uh, I'm an offense guy. I love offense. I love goals. So I'm just going to straight up say it. We need a 97 shooter. We just need someone that's just going to sit down on that wing and sit there for the rest of McDavid's career. And he's just going to tap pucks in as McDavid does magic. And that's one of the things. But we also need a right shot defenseman who's been in the NHL for five years and a starting goaltender. All right. Those aren't that that's hard to beat. So we need one, one person to be those three things. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just need those three things. That's it. We just need a backup goalie who, when he's not playing net, can also be a forward in a 440. Yeah, like Shateo Otani, a guy who could pitch and hit dingers. Yes. Yep. Like in back in the minor hockey days, you know, when you were playing like novice or Adam and you had two goalies, but one of them would also like be a defenseman when he wasn't in net. Yes. Yes. Who is the guy who's the Vezina candidate, but also considered a Norris candidate? Who's that guy? That's who we need. Yep. We are Chris Russell. There he is. Maybe. Problem solved. That's true. It's kind of like on the path. Has he ever played like goal? When, uh, it's kind of like when Jim Carrey won the Vesna that one year, and he also is a Hollywood actor. It's very impressive. Or when Craig Ludwig was basically a goalie playing defense with them giant ass shin pads. Mm-hmm. You're object. You don't know Jim Carrey won the Vesna. 
No, I I know what he's referring to. He's referring to the goaltender, but also the actor. Oh, yeah, it's the same person. Yeah, it's the same person. Double he, was in, he was a Washington Capitol while filming Ace Ventura Pet Detective 2. All right. Thank you. Double threat. The Don't look that detective. up. You weren't alive yet. You're I saw it on Twitter. I, I saw wasn't. it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying You're to think. Like, I don't care. I don't care what happened to Gump Worsley. Uh, Gump Worsley's. But I'm trying to think, what was the first popular Jim Carrey movie in my lifetime? For for like our the gener- mask. for our no I think the the mask was even before mine and Josh's time I think Ace Ventura was before mine and Josh's time it was Bruce Almighty probably wasn't it was, yeah was, it was 100 percent Bruce Almighty yeah that's the Jim Carrey me and Josh know uh, you didn't get good Jim no we didn't uh, James Jim, we called him yeah I, I've seen or, what's Ace that Ventura, other though wait Jim Carrey is the Yes Man guy right ah uh, yeah, oh, yeah he was Yes Man another great yeah. film. That's, that's I think that's my first. That's my Jim Carrey experience. Yes, ma'am. That's a very good movie. It's so it positive. Is. It gets it gets in a positive mindset. Highly recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got a thing for Zoe Deschanel. She's just how could you not? I know she's just Anyways, cute. Getting off track. Uh, you know what? New I also, girl. Yep. I also highly recommend Japa Machinery. They are a good local company who does good work. If you need heavy machinery, whatever you need, Japa has you covered. JapaMachinery.com. Uh, Josh, if you're choosing between Zoe Deschanel and Japa Machinery, pick Japa. Mm-hmm. Well, and Jim Carrey won Salesman of the Year in 1994. Japa. Uh, well, it all fits together like a puzzle. Okay, Josh. We're... Jim Carrey sits on the board <laughs> at Japa. Wow, well, that's yeah. where the J in Japa is comes from. That's right, Jim Carrey. Jim did such a good job. They used yeah. to be called Appa Equipment, but Jim did <laughs> such a good job. They called it Japa. And he was like, I don't know, guys. I'm going to go to Hollywood and make movies. They're like, well, if you don't make it in Hollywood, you're a phenomenal heavy-duty equipment salesman. <laughs> Why got, wouldn't you pay for these ads? They're great. Everyone got that out of their systems here? Can I end the podcast? Sure. All right. If you insist. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, guys. Thanks to the listeners as well. This has been episode 208 of Nation Real Life. Hope you enjoyed. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.